Good afternoon and welcome uh, to Gaston First United Methodist Church. Thank you for, for waiting out on this, on this wet day to come and, and take this time to, to remember uh, our Lord's journey during Holy Week. Uh, thank you for watching with us and, and worshiping with us live stream today. Today is a great day to have live stream worship and we appreciate you being with us. Uh, I want to invite you, if you're, if you're uh, watching and you don't have uh, a home church to go to tomorrow night, uh, we will be having Monday Thursday Holy Communion at 6 o'clock. And you are welcome to join us as we remember the night that Jesus first served communion to uh, his disciples and washed their feet. We're not going to have a foot washing, but we will have communion Thursday night, so join us. Of course, we have our Thursday um, noonday service and our Friday noonday service, and, and you're welcome to come to those as well. Um, we are going to pause right now and sing together. We're going to sing one of the great old hymns of the faith, How Firm a Foundation. Will you join us and sing with us, How Firm a Foundation?
Please be seated, and we are coming to a time of prayer, and as always, we want to hear your prayer requests. If you're here in the sanctuary with us and you wanted to jot down a prayer request and put it in the offering plate at the, uh, in either of the doors, then we will pass it along to our prayer team. If you're worshiping with us by live stream and you want to send a prayer request to us through the comment section or by emailing it to our church, then again, we will pass it along to our live, uh, our prayer team and they will pray for you. And uh, I can promise that we pray for each other around here. And I want to ask you to just pause wherever you are and whatever you're doing right now and go to the Lord in prayer with us even now. And gracious God, with thankful hearts, we bow before you today. We know, Lord, that you are sovereign, and we know that we don't understand everything that's going on in our lives and in our world. So we trust all of that to you because we know how much you love us. We remember this Holy Week how much you love us. And we remember um, that you loved us enough to give us an example and not just uh, not just redemption but an example to live by that night when you washed your disciples feet you said I've done this for a reason I've done this to show you I've done this to give you an example so help us to have servants hearts and Lord show us how we can serve you bring people across our path who need us to be Christ for them so, Lord, all the needs we have in our hearts, we lift them up to you, and we ask that you would meet everyone who needs a special touch from you at the point of their need. Direct our worship, bring our hearts closer to you today as we worship together, and we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Um, we have special music every day when we have uh, uh, noonday services and today uh, literally my better half my lovely wife Tammy is going to play for us
I don't always blow kisses to the piano player, but today I will. Um, 20 years ago, I was struggling with God and kind of arguing back and forth with God. That never turns out well. But I was serving, uh, I was serving a part-time church and teaching full-time, and things were going great. But there was this nagging something inside of my heart, and God really was, was wanting me to go back into the ministry full-time. And I went on an Emmaus walk. Have any of y'all ever been on an Emmaus walk? Okay, so I went on an Emmaus walk, and God finally got through to me. Uh, and so what I really, really needed was a, a, a wise counsel from my district superintendent. And so I went to this man right here and talked with Billy York, and he gave me the wise counsel and, and the sage advice that I needed and the guidance at a time in my life when I was kind of at a fork in the road. And I, I have always had deep love and respect and admiration for, for Billy all through these years. He's, he's, I'm not the only person that he's helped and, and mentored along. And now he is uh, getting to, to be with our friends and neighbors at Christ Central Church. And y'all get to, to come and hear, hear all of your preachers this week. So it's my pleasure to introduce him to you today, uh, the Reverend Billy York. I want to thank your pastor, Dr. Hayes, for inviting me to come. It was interesting how he offered that invitation. He called me and said, would you see if you could arrange for Kevin and Laura to come and preach? And you can come too. <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me. I thought, yes, yeah, sure. So they, they've been here. They've already been here this week. And I get to come too. And I'm delighted to be here. And I want to say a word of thanks to Tammy. The scripture this morning is from the Gospel of St. John. And I'm reading a portion of chapter 13. Jesus has been talking. And the 21st verse begins with, After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly I tell you, one will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus, Of whom are you speaking? So while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I give the piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. And Jesus said to Simon, to Judas, do quickly what you're going to do. Now, no one at the table knew why he was saying this. Some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, buy what you need for the festival, or that he should have given something to the poor. So 
after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out and it was dark. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is the fourth day we've been in town. We came in the first day of the week. Jesus came riding in on a donkey. It was kind of peculiar and unusual. We didn't expect it. There was no red carpet for him, so we took our coats and put them on the street, and others pulled palm branches. They would shake them and then place them on the ground. There was singing. There was shouting, glory to God in the highest, praise to God. One of the 12, and I'm one of the 12, but one of the 12 named Simon the Zealites. The Zealites wanted to overthrow the government. Oh, he was active in that movement, wanted Rome to leave. Simon the Zealite was excited to see Jesus riding on a donkey. Oh, it wasn't a stallion, there was no red carpet, but the message of the Messiah coming out of the Old Testament and through tradition that he would come and overthrow the powers that be and move into the temple and claim the power of God. Simon has been kind of down ever since because Jesus just didn't do all of that. But that's Jesus' way. So here we are. Many people are gathering. Jesus has been talking to a lot of people. He's been teaching here and there. Many people want to visit with Jesus and talk with him, ask him a lot of questions. And Jesus has been anxiously meeting with us over and over and over again in this week as we prepare for the Passover. This is just Wednesday. It's just Wednesday. And we really did not know all that was going to take place. We did not know that in just 30 hours he would be sharing in the Passover meal and it would not just be a meal in which we remembered the deliverance from, of the people from Egypt, our forefathers. No. It would be his last meal, his last supper. And he would be taking bread and breaking it and saying, this is my body, it's broken for you. And this is my blood using the cup. It's poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. And then just 48 hours from now, he has already been through all the trials and Pilate has sentenced him to death, not because he found anything wrong, but to please the Jews and get them off of his hands. He sentenced him to die. He even tried to bargain by giving them Barabbas, but they refused Barabbas. 
They refused Jesus and took Barabbas. He bargained with them. He lost the bargain. So here we are. In 48 hours, Jesus is walking down the Via de Rosa, trying to carry his cross. Those who have been there know that those steps are very, very wide, five or six feet apart, down, down. Can you hear the kalunk, kalunk of that cross? going down as he tries to pull it down to go out a door out of the city to a hill to be crucified. Looking at this scripture, there is that prediction that one will betray him. Judas. Judas. Sold himself out for 30 pieces of silver and went out into the dark, into the dark. How interestingly we associate the forces of evil and Satan with darkness. And that was true for Judas. But it's not always true. Look in Genesis where that slimy, slivering, serpent comes sneaking up to Eve to entice her to eat from the tree that God had forbidden. So watch out. Evil forces are all around us and even on this wonderful Holy Week we celebrate. Jesus tells us he's going away. He's not going to be here any longer. And now we look back and we say there were no opportunities for goodbyes and farewells because we were afraid. We might be next. There has been grief in our hearts all the time. But then he says to us, I'm giving you a new commandment. Hmm. He's talked about things we needed to know all along and shared with us a nuance to the scriptures of the Old Testament over and over again. But he says to us, love one another as I have loved you. Now we know about love. I've officiated at many weddings. I've led them through the vows to have and to hold, to love and to cherish. In good times and in bad times, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. And always in premarital counseling, I've said to couples who wanted to get married, look, it's not a 50-50 thing. Some of you might say amen. It's not just a 50-50 thing. Because sometimes we have to give, one has to give 110%. And then sometimes the other one gives 110%. But in the good times and the bad, in the, in the rich and the poor, in the sickness and in health, and in all of the experiences we share together, we still know something about love. It's kind of a reciprocal love over and over again. But Jesus says there's a new commandment I give to you. It's not just something that is reciprocal. 
love one another as I have loved you. I don't know about you, but as I read that, I think I'm still struggling with that. I'm still struggling with the way Jesus loved and how dramatic it was in the cross and resurrection. I'm still struggling with what that means for me, receiving and attempting to fulfill and live out that new commandment. This love is different. This love really is different. In my readings last week, in my devotional readings, I read where Mother Teresa said that she would not, she would not touch a leper for a hundred, for, for a thousand pounds. Now, I don't know what the exchange rate is in money today, but I, I do know that not long ago that would have been about $1,500 for us. So for $1,500, Mother Teresa once said she would never touch a leper. But she spent her life not only touching lepers, but bathing them, caring for them, helping them, feeding them, giving them a home, helping them get well because of the love of Jesus. I'm still trying to figure out this new commandment. This new commandment to love one another as Jesus loved us. So today, for you and for me, my prayer is that we will know and be able to live out this love of Jesus, this new commandment. Because what Jesus said in the next sentence was, this is how people will know that you are my disciple. And I hope and pray that I can be a disciple. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Billy, for that good word and it gives us something to carry with us on this rainy day. Uh, I heard about a, a famous painting depicting the crucifixion of Jesus and the caption at the bottom of this uh, painting said, this I have done for you, what will you do for me? And that will be our benediction today. Jesus loved us that much. Now go and love others. Amen.